Bienvenidos, everybody, and welcome to the Trial and Error Podcast, but we call it The Tap. I am your host, Aaron, and today I'm going to be talking about a subject matter that is near and dear to my heart, a subject matter, a trial that has influenced my namesake. It has been part of my life since day one, and now in day almost 32 years worth of days, this subject, this thing that is so near and dear to me is motherfucking basketball and it has come raging back in my life playing um men's league the past i would say month or so the slapdick league of winners played at the young gymnasium on the high school campus it has been so much fun and i'm gonna get into it it's just i feel like my competitiveness and my my I get, yeah my, my competitive spark has been reawakened it has been incredible playing basketball after the pandemic and uh, like I said, we'll get there, but this episode is just, it's all about basketball. And if anybody, if you don't know me, basketball, I would wager myself an athlete I played since I came out of the womb up until college where I did intramurals and beer pong, but nothing super competitive uh, uh, as it was in high school. And I'm, I'm born into a family of athletes, my direct family. I'm probably the least athletic person in my family. Well, hmm. I don't know. Basketball, everybody's got me licked. If my mom wasn't busy having babies, she would have been a collegiate athlete playing, playing basketball too. Uh, my little brother Skyler played basketball in college. My little brother Keith played basketball in college. My pops, I believe he played basketball in college. I know he played football in college, but I'm the only one that didn't play a collegiate sport. Ah, unsurprising. But anyways, um, so yeah, let's just rewind it back. A life of basketball and how it's just the ball still bouncing to this day, baby. I'm so about it. Um, it's just, it's fun when you're trying to think about, like, what am I going to talk about this episode? And then it just comes to you and just, booyah! I'm like, ah, of course I'm going to talk about it. My favorite, it's got to be my favorite documentary, The Last Dance. I've seen it a million times. If you haven't seen it yet, you're slipping, you're tripping, all of that stuff. you got to watch it. Even if you're a non, um, not a sports fan, like, you got to try it out. you got to just experience what perfection what poetry emotion looks like i.e michael jordan but I mean, that could be a podcast to itself but way back august 14th 1990 i'm born aaron jordan gertz and my dad uh, i guess i was named after one of his favorite players that he coached uh aaron hickerson but he my dad wanted to spell my name a-i-r-o-n this is in the heyday of Michael Jordan, still making a name for himself in 1990. He still hasn't won a championship yet, but he is the fucking truth. And Mama Bear was like, no, nah, we're not spelling A-I-R. It's A-A-R-O-N, but it's Air Jordan Gertz is what my dad was aiming for. And I realized it like a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm an adult. I could change the spelling of my name legally if I wanted to, but A-A-R-O-N's all right. It's here to stay. The sentiment's still good enough, but ooh, a little whisk. <sighs> Delicious. But... Air Jordan, and then uh, basketball even, I feel like it's in my lineage. I can't remember if my grandparents at all play. They're busy working, you know, trying to raise 20 kids. But my dad played basketball forever. My mom played sports forever. Uh, my dad coached basketball for like 20 years. I guess his thing was like, have a bunch of kids, dump your dump all set of said kids on your wife, on her responsibility plate, and then you go off and coach uh, high school sports for 20 years. My pop still does, he's, I think he said in the last podcast he and I did together, he's like, I don't know how a wife stayed with him because he'd just go off and coach and did his thing. But um, my dad, I, I feel like sports are something of a genetic thing. 
and I've been blessed, I would say, to have played sports, in particular basketball, it's such a wild sport, universal, global sport, and just happy that it's uh, been in my life for as long as I have. As it has. So, yeah, I got my notes here. 1990 dad in love with Michael Jordan. Who didn't love Michael Jordan? Like, again, watch the, watch the last dance. It's fantastic. And then from 1996, I guess that's like ballpark when I started playing little dribblers. They had little hoop attachments to the 10-foot rims that would go down so us little turds can actually, you know, weakly shoot up the ball and make it. We played at St. Anthony's in Winters, the original St. Anthony's little little town hall area on some fucking tiles are slipping all over the place just grinding and scoring buckets like it was a good time i have here subpar elementary and city league basketball i played city league basketball with the other kids and winners because i went to st james because i'm just balling like that in a uh in a uh, what's it called school uniform every single day shout out to school uniforms um, but yeah, I just played basketball and let's see, of course, you know, baseball, football, swim team, soccer when I was little, but, but today's all about basketball. Yes. Uh, growing up, let's see. So it wasn't like, I was probably one of the better kids in my class, like growing up in elementary school, but I was a big fish in a small pond and there's kids who were more athletic than I was, but just playing, I was like, yeah, I can handle myself a bit. I under handle myself a little bit. I can, I can play this game. I can do it. I can hustle and getting a little bit older. I'd say about eighth grade, still kind of a slapdick, like not nearly as good as my brothers are at this point. And I remember going to my dad's practices and I did this even in high school, seventh grade, eighth grade into high school. I would go and practice with the varsity team, do some drills, do the the uh, suicides, like the conditioning at the end. My God, like looking back, now playing men's league, looking back at the conditioning and the day-to-day practices, the everyday grind of just working your ass off, being in tremendous shape, being able to sprint for four quarters straight. Um, I don't say I take it for granted, but I could just look back and just be like, damn, like respect to the old me that was in tremendous shape and didn't even, re- didn't even realize it because it was just your day-to-day just be a fucking amazing athlete. Ah. Just be able to run and sprint and to fall on the ground and let your body bend and twist and take hits and come back the next ray, next day ready for more. It's oh, it's just the move. I love sports and in high school. High school sports were infinitely more fun than, than elementary school sports by far. Let's see. And basketball, not just that it... In my life, yes, it affected me. I loved it, but it also affected me off the court right uh my older brother keith played varsity basketball all four years of high school fucking stud athlete and then in the summertime he'd play aau basketball with kids from different towns and whatnot and one such family was the davis family it's ross davis sue davis ashley zach and jared we met them somewhere between man 2000 2004 whatever like just summer league basketball and we met these people and they're just fucking dope right and this isn't like in my elementary subpar basketball but my eighth grade year talk about basketball facilitating shit um for some reason zach and jared's coach their senior all throughout high school they lived in Folsom. their coach did not play him zach is six nine jared was six seven how do you not play these guys with athletic abilities for sure they weren't just slapdicks 
and the coach didn't play him so it was just the parents got together first they're kicking around this idea maybe zach and jared should come to winters for their senior year and it just kind of seemed something a fantasy something that would never really happen but then the folks started taking this shit a little more seriously i remember them all sitting out in the back fucking porch uh the the deck out by the pool all four of them sitting down talking about logistics like how would we make this work and we're in this little modular the one that i'm in right now and uh i think we might add it onto it at that point but it was decided zach and jared are gonna fucking live with us and spend their senior year they transferred from Folsom to winters high school to play basketball these two twin towers came in to fuck shit up and that they did so my eighth grade year of elementary school keith's senior year two guys i got two extra older brothers it was the coolest fucking thing ever a little scared at first didn't really know him that well but as the days went on there'd be like i i was just totally gay for zach and jared it was a fantastic just friendship relationship um just jared, zach and jared could not have been not could not have been two more different people but we all just super open with one another like i'd be someone would be taking a shower i'd be taking a dub and somebody else would be brushing their teeth there was just no boundaries we'd be just having so much fun playing super nintendo or i i was about my books back then right i mean i was i feel like a decent student through and through uh um high school and college but elementary school was a little more stuck up i'd comb my hair before going to sleep you know i was that guy and uh zach and jared would be like hey like stay up talk with us play some video games let's hang out by we have a wood stove on that side of the house I would stay up and yet the world wouldn't end outside of my routine and i don't know it, it was just cool to just kind of bend the rules a little bit even if they're my own and just relax with them and just enjoy their company keith's company just everybody just two more brothers added to the family unit immediately and i was the uh filmographer voluntold to do it that entire year so i went to not only home games but i went to away games and if you're in winners the bvl at that time even when i throughout, went throughout high school there you were driving an hour and a half minimum you're going to wheatland you're going to sutter orland gridley willows a f fucking trek everywhere you're going it was ridiculous and i went to every single game and i filmed it there'd be times where it's just balling out going hard i'm just watching in the camera's just stuck and i had to get told by my dad and the other head coach jason davis um like hey you got to keep your eye on the ball keep the camera on the fucking ball because i'd just be watching and not filming but just every single play their minimal lot i think they may have had like one or two losses but that team every like would be they went and they won the section championship that team won the section championship where keith started zach and jared ruben ramirez and andrew cummings like just a fast solid squad great personalities great chemistry they call it the one ego team uh shout out to dominic mandolfo who's something of a poet rapper on the team didn't get a lot of playing time but a big spirit and like heart guy and he called it the one ego team and that's how they played uh just one idea one ego one goal and they fucking won the championship against corning i believe maybe it's in corning but they, they won that shit hands down it was unbelievable and just be a part of that i just like that year was just so special and it was just beyond basketball and i learned so much about life through that and you know with come with such great times of course there's bad times that come uh of course like i don't know if people know this but like jared passed away back um 10 years ago now and it's just 
it sucks but it's like without basketball i don't get to know zach and jared i don't get to know the davises and it's like i wouldn't give that up for the world because of this fucking sport you know i want to put a positive twist on this um absolutely and it's just basketball let's see so that that year was just fucking awesome brought to you by basketball and not the basketball that i was playing but just it was you know scott had the same experience my little brother you got two extra older brothers still our brother exact we just, i just got back from his kids uh his two daughters their, their birthdays big family guy you know over here in winters doing big things uh looks like he transferred for good as it as it seems mm. uh, let's see here yeah keith was a stud just watching that just being i remember feeling really proud like watching this uh freshman playing with varsity guys and they came out all right the biggest turn up in basketball like to run out do a couple laps around the uh the court on the the baseline the sidelines and i remember their come out music was andre nicotina 3 a.m bay bridge music it was fucking dope i just remember getting pumped up they're running out and it was just oh you it's time for fucking basketball it's time for some competition like your your adrenaline gets flowing we didn't really have a set like when i was in high school we didn't really have a set come out music but <laughs> we had to like jump through the the ringers i remember we had jeff hardy from wwe shout out to jeff hardy the hardy boys his uh intro music co- coming out and we had different songs but i just remember being incapable of of sheathing my smile i was just ear to ear grin was, like just super narcissistic probably like eyes are on me but i'm feeling just excited to be there just like let's go it's just such so in the moment just coming out to some dope music and god every single tournament fucking the game balling we fly high it was just every just that song mixed with mixed in with super buttered popcorn of the concession stands and just hearing uh sneakers squeaking back and forth basketball swish hoops and just it it's all wrapped up into one and i think so many people beyond myself can identify with that smell that fucking song that played at every single tournament for those couple years it was just so overplayed like yes he says ballin we understand it might have something to do with basketball but jesus christ get a different song to play every other five fucking seconds Mm. anyways back to basketball uh let's see amazing year my basketball in high school it was okay again big fish in a small pond i was one of the tallest guys and i'm technically 5 11 and three quarters according to skylar and keith those fucking maniacs measuring me without my shoes on um but yeah i'm not the best of basketball players i have my moments had my good games but like not super consistent and i remember uh my senior year i think we went over we won some tournament games but non no non-league games or no league games did we win nothing but coaches would comment on how hard we hustled we fucking tried we ran our asses off uh the squad it was uh, coaches would say like it were like a muscle car in sand just burning out trying clawing tooth and nail to make something happen we just can't go far we couldn't score we couldn't score and it was just difficult to play as good a defense as we could um we'd try hard we'd hustle but other teams were just more talented they had kids playing year-round summer league basketball makes a huge difference and you know i was a three-sport athlete and kids that would specialize like you could tell a kid there's just fucking studs 
and every team had them and not to say that we weren't athletic but just not good enough to get get these wins but my most cherished game in high school if i were to choose one i think the most points ever scored in one game was 29 we lost and uh but my favorite game it was uh find a cure night you know uh, a couple of years after like jared passed away and what was in the fallout of that came the jared davis memorial scholarship which started by my folks and his folks ross and, and sue and um every year a big fundraiser for that scholarship is called find a cure night and find a cure night uh, my dad will go out and oh benny coach forever and the man knows how to give a speech he's a great public speaker i feel like that's where i get my public speaking skills from and he goes out <laughs> and he'll address the crowd let him know this is who jared davis was this is why we're doing this tonight this is what makes tonight so special this is what makes tonight something to remember and to to cherish every moment cherish those around you that you love and he did he does a great job at um at uh making it real making it significant to people that might not know why we're doing this event why this event means something and uh, if I may deviate to tell an anecdote, Benny Gertz, not going to say the man is predictable, but I made a bet because Benny, he's, he's, a, he's a showman, right? And he's as sincere and genuine as anybody could possibly hope to be. But I bet my little brother, Skyler, that Benny Gertz would go out at the beginning of the Find a Cure Night speech. He kind of, we know how emotional my dad is. Emotional guy, and I, I love that he's he's very genuine like i said he's a genuine person what you see is what you get and he you know get worked up a little bit and i my bet was he's gonna start off the find a cure not speech with good evening (laughs) set the tone with the fucking good evening and he's walking back and forth just kind of he lives in the moment and that good evening is like very it just seems like something he would say i know my dad it's dead quiet got the camera out this is a find a cure not uh when it was skylar my second favorite game that i didn't take part in was skylar versus my cousin travis uh woodland wolves but i'll get into the game later but before that both teams are lined up right in front of their benches my pops is addressing the capacity crowd at the young gymnasium and what does he say good evening and i get up and i'm like Yes! Like I get on my feet and I like below I I it's a shout under my breath. Yes! And to this day I think Travis says like he he recalled like hearing like yeah, but it wasn't enough to like turn heads. People are like murmuring a little bit still in the crowd, but I, I piped down if I knew I'd won the bit. It was like 20 bucks. And Ben Gertz goes off and gives a great speech. Skylar and Travis, man, what a game. Um Oh, and every year the uh there's a hero and every year there's someone fi- like maybe they're in a, a life struggle to say they have a terminal disease or whatever um every night will be dedicated to them and they get a uh, basketball signed by both teams and so this game goes on at skyler i think he was a junior at the time and travis senior and travis fucking so you could dunk the boy had some hops and some skill he knows how to score skyler just fucking savage the game goes back and forth and skyler gets fouled i think it's a three-pointer he gets fouled a three-pointer at the end of the game. To put it in overtime, homeboy needs to make all three shots. What does he do? Bang! Bang! 
Bang! First the game in a fucking overtime. It was the most clutch fucking thing. Just drags his ball sack back to the bench. They go into overtime. Unfortunately, Travi and those fucking Wolves pulled out a W against the Warriors. But fuck, it was a one hell of a game. And it's, it's what that night's all about. Just high competition. No matter how bad we are in this season. Find a cure night of fucking play out of your ass. Magic's gonna happen type of fucking night. And now back to the main story. It was my senior year. I think Skylar was a freshman or a sophomore. And he moved up for that night. He was playing with JVs. He moved up to varsity to play with, uh, play with his brother. And we were down 20 at halftime against Vacaville Christian, I believe. And that second half, we fucking stormed back on the back of the 6-7 wonder Zach Pangburn. 6-6, six, 6-7, six, six, Zach Pangburn. The guy, love you, Zach, Zach Pangburn. If you're listening to this, I love you, big dog. But you're about as coordinated as Zach Davis back in that time. Like, you cannot dribble and chew bubble gum down the court without tripping over yourself. It's all good. It's all good because that game... You fucking turned up. You got scores. You got boards. You were a big reason we won that game. I think I had a pretty good game myself. I remember, like, Skylar's taking out the baseline. I just were running up by a three. Like, ball! He gives it to me. Bust a three. We win by a couple points, but we fucking won that game. And even Sweeters always going to round table after that. No disrespect to the Pizza Factory. Went there for plenty of post. Yeah, some basketball games, some Little League games. But always going to round table. Uh, after find a cure night, just pizza and vic pizza tastes best when it's chased with victory. It is so fucking delicious to just go in there being high on life, go on, you know, lose the rest of the games of the season. But find a cure night so fucking special is so great. Another, I know I'm just rambling on another find a cure night story. Um, Jason Davis, I think I might have graduated, but their team's getting their ass kicked. Well, I have a slapdick team. Um, and, um, the competition at halftime is Vince Doyle's senior project. Shout out Vinny D. And it's one of those ones. It's a fundraiser for Find a Cure Night. And you got the participant, someone who gets their ticket called, right? Raffle. You go out there. You got to shoot a free th uh, layup, free throw, three-pointer, then half-court shot. Jason Davis, senior head coach. Uh, yeah, uh, varsity head coach. Ma boom, makes it, makes it. Struggles with the three, but time's running out. You only, like you get 30 seconds to do it all or whatever. It's five, four. It's so dramatic. He gets the half court and just lobs up a prayer. Boom! He makes it with no time left. It was just better than the game itself. That's how sometimes that's how much of stinkers teams are uh, at winners, which, you know, speaking from experience of stinking stinker teams, but playing competitively, putting it all on the, uh, the camaraderie of basketball, Jesus Christ. Uh, just being on the bus with any sport, being on the bus with your, your friends, just shooting the shit. Watching it like I had a little portable DVD player, like so, just chilling with you boys for months, competing, sweating, giving your all. Excuse me. Again, I don't think I took it for granted, but it's like it's a super special thing, and that's with any kind of organization. Just say you're in band. Anytime you're in a bus with your friends and you're doing something, that is just it's. Uh, no matter how bad this, you might get beat or whatever, or whatever's going on in life, like that, those bus rides are awesome. And even when life itself is pretty terrible, you go to, or school's tough, whatever's going on, girl breaks out with you, you go to practice and your mind is so fucking far away because you're just present on the competition, you're hustling, whatever. 
and all the worries will be there after practice. But for that, for then, you just you got to go hard. And then that reminds me not only because my dad, crazy assistant coach. My dad's out of his mind, and I love it. Talk about the emotion. I've seen this man. He has a towel, and he's assistant coach with Jason Davis, who's Jason Davis head coach, my brother, the one ego team, and then my pop's assistant coach. He loses mind because the refs in the BVL are such horseshit. They've always been horseshit. There's a couple of good ones, but on the whole, horseshit. And I remember seeing my pops after a horrible call bite down on his towel so he doesn't shout because he's been tossed out of a million basketball games i need to do a podcast on that my dad's just antics on the court he bites down on this towel and i see he skips down the bench and into the locker room so he just skips <laughs> and about five minutes later he comes back out he's still the towels around his neck <laughs> Oh my God, it was incredible. And he's been, again, like I said, tossed. He's like, he's the energy, like the batter of a team, like so much emotion. He'd always be the one to run us at practice for uh, during cardio. Holy shit, Benny Gertz did not give a fuck. You are going to taste the iron in your mouth, taste a little blood, because you're just fucking hustling. You're doing liners, shooting free throws. Oh, if you make this, you can go home. Not, you may miss it. Um, but I was little, I remember being a water boy for my dad for his teams and whatnot it's just when i think back at it basketball was has always been in my life through and through just growing up with it i I don't know why that i don't reminisce on it a little bit more because it was some good times let me tell you it still are good times damn let's see 2009 christian losing my 20 and a half and i come back and win uh yeah talk about my family's just like scott like keith played in yuba skylar played my dad played at yuba college keith wasn't fuck was keith marysville somewhere over there and um scott went to napa valley but just surrounded by athletes all of them were just fucking amazing at basketball not sure what happened to me it might be the milkman's son who knows but growing up all my life just been surrounded by superior basketball players straight up there there's no there's no uh there's no debate Travis as well. Everybody else, Chad, Chad, Jesus Christ, Chad, talk about somebody who got better at basketball after, after high school. Chad Stocking, shout out to Chad, the realtor Stocking. God bless him. But just fucking, if he was on that one ego team, because he was studly like towards the uh, end of high school, just a fucking presence, a thick Dirk, if you will. Just fucking, he could shoot, he can screen. Anyways, get all excited here. Talking about Chad's basketball game. Woo! Chad man, Chad's talking, Chad the realtor's talking. That's what this episode's brought to you by. Um, but yeah, Courtney and Jackie, Melanie, his, his sisters, all studs, just athletes in the family. Kyle Thomas, you too. Let's see, am I missing anybody? I don't know if I have. Bang, there's an FU. Uh, practices, reprieve, oh my God, yes. Let's see here, huge part of life, playing again. Oh my God, I'm so fucking ridiculous when it comes to these notes. Coming to current day basketball, just again, loving the last dance and how that's, it just inspires me. It makes me want to play basketball. And now that I have this opportunity on Sundays in the afternoon, playing against high school friends, some people I don't know, but it's just everybody's from winners. There's an older group, younger group. There's teams that are making upsets. There's, we are the B&D Gertz trash bags. Let's go. We're about to win a playoff game against Dago's team. I hope so. By the time you guys listen to this, I hope to God that we win this fucking playoff game against Dago's team. I want it bad. Uh, yeah, trash bags are in action. 
basketball on Sundays, I just playing five guys deep for 40 minutes is a fucking toughie. But sometimes we actually get more than five people to show up. But just being part of competition again, hustling, sweating, just giving a fuck about something that's high intensity and timely and just overall letting you feel competitive, getting some adrenaline going. And if sports aren't your thing, I lament that because there's nothing else that could really compare. You can do competitive, you know, banjoing, chess, or whatever. There's other hobbies, there's other fulfilling aspects of life other than sports. Totally get that. From a biased point of view, which to me is obviously the correct point of view, there's nothing that can fucking compare to sports. The, or basketball for that matter, I guess. Because it kind of, it's, it, it bring, it's a universal language. To play a sport is a universal language. You go anywhere, uh, find a basketball court, you know the rules, get together, you can play. Um, best sound in basketball, man, a swish is pretty tough. I love the squeak of sneakers, but the swish of a metal chain link uh, net at an inner city park. Oh my, that's nice. Best basketball game. NBA Jam's hard to beat, but I'm going to put uh, NBA Street. NBA Street, best basketball game, best basketball game, video game of all time. I had Michael Jordan on my squad, Biggs. He's like the first like story mode character you unlock. And then I think Peja. Gotta have a three-point guy. But that, that was the start. That was the start of Biggs, like just big British black dude. And Mike, you got MJ. Of course you have Michael Jordan on your team. God bless it. But not sure else what else, to, what else to ramble about. Basketball's just been fucking sweet um, and a great way to make friends. And I think it's everybody should play. Pick up, pick up basketball. Have some fun. Great exercise. And then just having a beer with your adversaries afterwards. That's the move, baby. On the court, get intense. Talk a little bit of that ish, but don't be that person to ruin it all. Enjoy the competition. Make the most out of it. But there's a line. Don't cross the line because that will ruin, spoil the beer afterwards with everybody because everybody wants to compete. I always end these episodes by rambling because I just, maybe I'm just nervous how to end it, whatever, I'll end it right here. Here's skull to everybody, whatever you're going through, whatever life's bringing your way, whatever you're about to do after listening to the Trial and Error Podcast, I love you. Thank you so much for listening to it because guess what? It's only going to get better. Tough times lead to good times because you persevere and uh you know that's kind of the story of like a comeback in a basketball game who doesn't love that shit because you don't give up you don't fucking give up i don't care how late it is in the game or whatever you think think is going on in life it's never too late to give a fuck it's never too late to not give up so take that let's see hold on i got the quad the before i'm not gonna do i do this all the time i'll be talking to somebody on the phone and just for the fuck of it i'll just keep rambling and just wasting their time and then they're like okay i've gotta go i gotta go wait 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 i'll say wait wait and just see how long they'll be <laughs> and then they finally get it i'm just trying to waste their time they're just fuck you i love wasting people's time all right i'm gonna see uh let's see basketball i'm gonna look at this is the big book of quotes Quap anticipation excited no 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 Books, <laughs> books, lame. Come on. Yes. Uh, what is going on here? Ballads, beauty. No basketball. Come on. All right. What about athletic? What about athletic? 
Atheism, authority. Astronomy, atheism. Oh my god. Authority. <laughs> Alright, here's associated. NBA, National Basketball Association. Here's a quote for associations. I have only to take up this or that to flood my soul with memories. Like that association. I don't know. Anyways, uh, basketball. What great basketball quotes are there? I don't know. Leave a comment of your favorite basketball quote. I'm not sure what my favorite basketball quote is. I'll get back to you on that one. Maybe on the next podcast. Maybe on the next trial and error podcast. Go out and have yourself a great goddamn day. I love you, everybody. Bye-bye. You lose! Good day, sir!